for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grow I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with Listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 310 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 We are live every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, if you're currently watching us on Twitter, we cannot see your comments in the chat, so please go find us on YouTube. Uh, it is youtube.com backslash at going for two live. I'm here with my co-host who just uh, watched the finale of his show that he's been watching for the last, I don't know how long, but uh, he's long finally, uh, finally done with the show, Ryan. Uh, other reunion episodes, yeah. All right, good stuff. What, what show is it? Let everybody know what show you were watching. Uh, the Challenge. The Challenge. and it's It was that same thing from MV, MTV from back in the day, right? Or the same? Oh, yeah. It's season, it's season 38. <laughs> nice, nice. Good stuff. Uh, I've, I've only watched like 12. <laughs> 12 seasons yeah, or 12 yeah. episodes? No, like 12 seasons. 12 seasons, wow. That's... Maybe not that. Maybe like 10. I don't know. A lot. I, I got addicted during quarantines and stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right. Also joining us tonight, uh, he's been on the show quite a few times. One of our favorite guests to have on this time of year, uh, Kane. He's a content creator for at Debbie Marketplace. Uh, you could follow him on Twitter at under or Debbie underscore Kane. What's up, Kane? Hey, what up, guys? Uh Thanks so much for uh, letting me be on again. Apparently, I haven't embarrassed you guys enough for letting me be on here. Apparently, this is the third time that you've <laughs> let me be on here, so I appreciate it. I thought it was more than that. Like, we got to get you on some more. Okay, here's the problem, right? I'm not an analytics guy, so numbers, not my thing. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to say that it's a few times, and uh, thanks for having me back. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> So for those listeners that don't know who you are, Debbie, Kane, go ahead and give us a, a rundown on, uh, on what you do in the fancy space. Yeah, so I'm Kane Vassell uh, at Debbie underscore Kane on Twitter. You can always find me uh, dance around on Twitter. You can find me a wild uh, array of different places. Um, then I, I mainly do Debbie content, C2C content, things like that. Um, you can you can find me really wherever. Mainly, you can find me on the Devi Marketplace where we do the main podcast. We also have a really active Discord that's completely free. We're up, I don't know, six, seven hundred people, something like that, nice. on Discord. So check that out wherever you listen to the Devi Marketplace. Hit that uh, description link and then get the link to the Discord. Join us, talk about all these fun things that we talk about constantly. Good stuff. Yeah, we like to bring you on this time of year because the rookies that we're talking about now, you've been talking about for probably at least one year, if not two or three years in some some cases. So uh, you are sort of the expert in all this stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it here. Of course, today's show is oh, yeah. brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, check out their industry-leading best ball leagues with the huge tournaments, private leagues, and pick them to every major sport. 
Uh, sign up using our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to $100. Uh, it's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2, and get started drafting your best ball teams. Uh, we got a great show tonight. Uh, not only will we talk rookies tonight, but we're also talking some ADP and some value changes. We're going to go back into the time machine and look at some ADP uh, from last year and compare it to what it is currently uh, this year. Uh, just kind of talk about a few guys that have gained value, a few guys that have lost value. Uh, at the end of the show, we're going to do a two-round Superflex tight end premium mock draft, uh, which I'm excited about, uh, rookie mock. Uh, and of course, uh, we always kick it off with our, with our nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. So pre-show, me and Ryan were talking about shows that we're watching. And, of course, we're wa- I just started watching the, the show The Last of Us, uh, which, you know, obviously has, has a, a zombie sort of uh, take to everything. So tonight we are drafting things you would need to survive a zombie apocalypse. And, uh, Kane, you got the first pick here, so give us your pick. You guys know me pretty well. I'm going to need some clarifications. There's really no rules. Uh, no rules. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll take a castle. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, preferably yeah. with a moat. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have that on my list, not castle, but I do have a fortified shelter on my list. So we'll take it. We'll go with castle. I think castle is just more fun. Yeah. Because it has more place. All right. I, I love, right. I've seen so many like high fantasy shows, right? I love like the archer lookouts. That's right. my sweet spot. So, like, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be going after here. Nice. Uh, castle round one, easy pick. Nice, nice. I love it. The 101 is a castle. All right, Ryan, you got to follow it up here at the 102. Wow. Um, I was thinking completely practical in <laughs> the opposite way. I was going to say a high end, like, multi tool with, like, that includes a flint lighter in it so I can make fire and nice have, you know, survival stuff. Like I was thinking completely off the way you <laughs> are there, but yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great pick at one Oh two. And I was thinking the same thing at the one Oh three here and, and going with something, you know, extremely basic uh, and just going with water, just, you know, a, a, an endless supply of water. Cause there's something you're going to need to survive. If you're in a zombie apocalypse, there's not going to be a whole lot of that. You can't go to the store and buy any. So, uh, I was going simple there with water. Uh, 104. Still gonna be, just let you know, lakes and rivers, they don't go away when there's zombies. Yeah, I know, but that's where all the zombies are probably going to be hanging out, where everybody's going to get water. So I'm going to have my own water. <laughs> that's fair. All right, Kane, what you got at the 104? All right, so now you got me thinking. You guys both know I love food. Uh, so it, it's, <laughs> it obviously has to be food-related, right? So we're trying to figure out uh, need something and so i i already have this castle i'm trying to figure out the best way to cook food right for me i think that's important um a novice would kind of take fire but i'm not a novice in this situation <laughs> right i've been thinking about this for years to come um so i'm going to take uh, a supply of gasoline nice you can do a lot with gasoline. You can even that's that's my point, right? Fire gets us somewhere, but yep. can the fire transport? Right? I haven't drafted anything that can transport fire. Um, nice part about gas gasoline, it sets anything on fire. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. I like it. Um, obviously, we'll still have to get something that creates the fire, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you're at the 105. Uh, I am taking an apocalypse six by six truck 
Uh, if you don't know what that is, Luka Doncic recently took it to a basketball game. <laughs> They're six wheels. They're fully bulletproof. They can survive anything. And they're awesome. You can have like gun turrets and all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm taking something that makes me mobile. If it's going more practical, it might have a camper behind it. <laughs> nice. But yeah. I, I, I want to be mobile. Nice. So you, you kind of stole my thunder too, because I was going to go with something similar to that, but I was just going to go straight to the tank. I just get me a damn tank. Uh, I could sleep in it, just lock that little top there so no the zombies can get in. But then uh, obviously, you know, I can just roll over a bunch of zombies. So. Uh, I'll take the tank there at the 106. All right, Kane, your last pick here at the 107. So this is with the assumption that I find something down the road that creates fear. Uh, I don't have it yet. Uh, So pretty in the same tune as gasoline. Probably should have taken this first, but uh, it's really important to my life to have alcohol. (laughs) I have that on my Uh, list. (laughs) Here's here's my thought, right? Just just a quick quick aside. what is life worth living without it? So I'm just going to like quick go for that. Like if I die in a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to go down really happy. (laughs) Is there any certain kind of alcohol or just any alcohol? You know, I'm going to big shout out to Stacy at the hometown bar uh, earlier today, but she was pouring those Windsor sevens, something fierce. Nice. Now (laughs) I'm not sure if everyone's a Windsor person, but uh, if you get Stacy pouring some Windsor sevens, you're going to do pretty okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Ryan. Stacy is, but I'd like to be her friend. <laughs> oh, she's incredible bartender. Uh, I would say that she has an elbow problem because it's elbows to the sky when she's pouring those bottles. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that completely threw me off my whole thought process. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to say, I mean, it has to be like a gun, like something heavy duty, maybe near a factory, which makes bullets. I don't know, but I'm thinking something like that. Like, I need something to like hunt with. Yeah. So I'm going to do it with my survival tool. So probably a gun, maybe more for hunting than self-defense because I don't know. It ain't gonna work like yeah, that. you're not gonna be I'm shooting zombies. To yeah, <laughs> I'm just now th- th- those headshots they do on every single shot in every single zombie show ever. That doesn't happen in real life. Doesn't happen. I'm, in real I'm life. just trying to hunt. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm running. They're not. They ain't that fast. I'm not fast either, but it's okay. Yeah, I was thinking the same kind of thing with uh, with a some kind of gun, or I was thinking flamethrower, but that's just gonna be zombies on fire running at me, which would be even worse than just regular zombies. Like how are you gonna hunt? With, how are you gonna hunt? With the- no, yeah, definitely. I was thinking you, more of self defense. You're eating sticks and berries. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, since you already took the gun, I guess the only thing that's left for me to take that's going to be able to hunt and keep myself alive is the, is just a crossbow. Uh, I, you know, at least then I can go retrieve my arrows and, and continue to use them. Uh, so, crossbow would be for me. Uh, obviously, I'm not killing zombies with them, so I got my tank to to, to do that. But uh, so I can at least hunt and. Then I'll hopefully find Kane somewhere. He's got the gasoline. We can have a little cookout <laughs> with the alcohol as well. <laughs> yeah, damn right. I, I thought you were, I thought you were a tomahawk to help with. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought about going with the machete, like in close combat kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I, I think if I got into close combat with zombies, it's over for me anyway. So machete's not really going to help me. So <laughs> I'd rather just eat eat good. Find, I, got, I got to find Kane in his castle. Shouldn't be that hard to find. There's not too many castles around. 
Yeah, let's hope that there's an underground tunnel because I'm not just going to, like, <laughs> let down the moat for anybody. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, so. Like, Kane, we'll come see. on, man. I've been, you've been on my show three times. Let me in your castle. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what do you have to bring? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that's important. Um, we're a team here. Exactly. Uh, so you have to be alone. Like, right? There can't be any, like, zombie stragglers. <laughs> I think that's important. 100%. All right, let's get into some real stuff, some real football stuff here. So we're going to look at some uh, some ADP changes uh, from 2022 to 2023. Stock up. Stock down. All right, so I went on to uh, DLF, and uh, they have a little cool little ADP tool where you can pull up uh, past ADPs and compare them to the current ADP. And I sent these guys the, the top 50 that, that changed the most, either up or down. Uh, so we're going to take a look at some of these guys here and uh, I just had them kind of pick out a few that stood out to them and we'll just go around, around Robin here and talk about each of your guys. Uh, go ahead and kick it off here, uh, Kane and tell us who you got for your first guy here to talk about. I, I realized that injury had a large portion to do with Javante Williams and right. The, the fall in ADP totally under, I think everyone understands, right. The injury portion of, of that. Right. Um, but at the same time, we don't know necessarily what they're going to do at running back. If we get to the point where they haven't drafted a running back, it's, it's complete wheels up. Like, I feel like Javante Williams is going to get back to what that ADP, not necessarily where it was at, but pretty darn close, right? Like, if, if we think about just the whole running back aspect, like, if, he, if he's by himself, Sean Payton, we know he likes to use running backs. We know he likes to use multiple running backs, right? but tends to give the best running back on his team quite a few touches and high value touches as well. So um, I, I, I think someone we have to talk about is Javante Williams. Absolutely. He was one, he was one on my list as well. I mean, he has a, a huge drop off and you're right. It is somewhat injury related. And I expect that as we move through the off season and we start hearing reports that he's looking healthy and, and running, uh, I think that ADP will start to rise up once again. Uh, but yeah, I think he was one of the biggest, the biggest fallers there. And I'm with you hundred percent. I mean, new coaching staff, uh, we hope, we think that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson can hopefully bounce back with, uh, with Sean Payton as his coach. Uh, you know, and I don't see a scenario where if he's, if he's fully healthy, I don't see a scenario where he's, uh, gonna, you know, continue to drop. I think he's at, uh, ADP right now, 43. Uh, so that's pretty low for a running back that you can get in an offense that should be pretty good. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ryan, on Javante Williams? Dude, we are so, as a community, so wishy-washy on players' injuries and, like, where we draft them. Like, last year, even though they had pretty similar injuries, Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, we were drafting Christian McCaffrey at 1-0, between 101-103, and Barkley in round two or three when he was the younger of the back, even though they both were coming off toward ACL. Mm-hmm. So we just picked one to be healthy and the other not. <laughs> Javante Williams, same thing. Like, why are we just discounting him because of it? I agree. I, it's, it's he's a huge buy. Yeah, and he was he was uh, injured. What week week four, week five? It wasn't that far into the season. I thought it was. I thought it was earlier than that. It's, yeah, it's definitely possible. I know it's definitely early in the season, so he should have plenty of time to get a full recovery. He's young, uh, and like I mentioned, you know, Russell Wilson. We hope bounces back with uh, Sean Payton being there. So. That offense should be better, more touchdowns to be scored. And their biggest uh, their problem last year was scoring in the red zone. And Javante Williams is one of those guys that you get down into the red zone, you can, you can throw it to he him. He can score. Can hand it to, yeah, exactly. He can get the ball into the end zones for sure. 
All right, Ryan, what do you got for one of your guys? Dude, I feel like I'm beating the dead horse with this sometimes, and it's Najee Harris. He had a down season from what the he everyone expected him to have, but he still had 1,200 total scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns. Sign me up. He his huge drop. I just got him in a uh, best ball startup in the fourth round. Wow, like, are you kidding me? That's crazy for. 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns on a down year when they were trying to figure out their quarterback situation and they had question marks. And now they have their young quarterback who's going to be a little bit better. The offense is going to be better. More red zone opportunities and more of a connection with them. That's good. And, oh, he wasn't healthy at the beginning of the season. You could see him getting healthier and more aggressive as a runner as the season went on. Like, that's a huge buy for me. Like, all the signs are there, and he's so undervalued. Yeah, 100% agree I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know 1,200 yards is bad. Or yeah. 10 touchdowns. I, I didn't know that. Was yeah, 100%. I think expectations almost brought his, his his thing down. I think he was a late first round pick last year. Everyone's thinking he's going to be this huge breakout, you know, breakout second year. And, and he he had a, he struggled a little bit. He was down from what we expected him to be. But you're right. I mean, he had tons of volume. Uh, we know Mike Tomlin likes to have one back back there. He's never been a running back by committee type uh, coach. So, uh, yeah, 100% with, with that Jaylen, one. Jalen Warren was fun. But, like, he's not it. Yeah, 100%. If he was, he would have got the carrots. 100%. What are your thoughts on Najee Harris, Kane? Uh, I think it's fun hearing Najee Harris coming for, from the Baltimore Ravens fan. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, um, I, I think if, like, there's no way the offense can be worse. Right? I think no. that's an important aspect, right? The offensive line can't be worse than, than what they were. Right? So you have bad. to... Th- like you have to think that it's going to be even like 1% better for Nashi Harris. Like let's say just say like 1% better. Um he's going to do better in fantasy and you're going to get him at a point where he's a buy. 100%. That's what's going to happen. I think you're at the point where in dynasty, right? Um can can you even trade like a late 24 first for him? Probably. Yeah. Right. And like that's worth looking at if you are truly competing over the next two years. Agreed. Agreed. So my my guy is also sort of a uh, a win now guy. If you're in your startups and you're looking at your wide receiver core, maybe you draft a couple of rookies or younger guys and you want to get to a veteran. This guy has dropped considerably uh, in this Mr. Cooper Cup. I, I don't understand why he's dropped. I mean, he's dropped. From uh, from a, a a late first, early second, all the way down into the fifth or sixth round in some cases, that's a huge drop off. I know the injury is there. You know, I know he's a little bit an older receiver, but uh, we saw how good he can be with Matthew Stafford. We expect him to come back and be healthy next year. Um, and Cooper Cup to me is a huge buy at, at his current ADP. Uh, I don't expect it to get as high as it was obviously last year at any point during the off season. I do think it'll rise as we get closer to the season. Uh, it'll come back up there, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cup uh, in the fourth or fifth round, I will buy that a hundred percent of the time. Uh, even if I'm, you know, in that sort of uh, uh, going with the young guys, I'll get him as my my wide receiver two and be happy with that for sure. That first season. What are your thoughts on Cooper Cup, Brian? Dude, long as him and Stat, I think he depends on Stafford. Yeah, and how Stafford comes back because that connection is what made them special. And that's where my little fear is. I think he's a value now, though. And he's good enough to make words. Because long, like long as Stafford's there and McVay's there, I have faith in him. But it could be a little slower than we expect. And even if it's not Superstar Cooper Cup, 
he still has easy wide receiver one potential. 100%. What about you, Kane? Are you in the same boat there with Cooper Cup? I... He, like, the offense has to be better, right? Like, uh, presuming that we have Matthew Stafford back, like, I think you're at a point where, like, even if he is a mid-wide receiver, too, right, in, in, in redraft, that's still, like, a solid place to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, even if he doesn't hit his ceiling, you're still buying him at his appropriate value if he's like a mid to late wide receiver too, right? Like that seems like you have a whole lot more ceiling. Not sure there's anyone else that has the ceiling that he does. Correct. At that spot. 100% agree. And I think I, I, I can't pull it up at the moment, but um, I think he ended up close to wide receiver one, even though he missed a good portion of the season just based on his total yeah. numbers. So, uh, you know, obviously he missed half the season and was doing pretty well until he went out. So uh, Cooper Cup for sure. Let's flip the script here and look at some guys that have, have gained some value here that either maybe you're not you're not quite bought into yet or you think will continue to go up. But just some guys that you that you kind of saw that kind of jumped in value there. Kane, we'll go to you first this time. I'm not sure there's a single player right over the last two years. I'm going to even say two years. There's not a player that has gained as much value as Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. Like, I am am I at the point where like, oh, I just have to buy in at this point? Like, he's done enough for two seasons. We obviously have Jameson Williams. Like, we know Jameson Williams is good. Is he gonna do the things that we want him to do? Is that gonna take value away from Amon Ross St. Brown? Is is Jared Goff still the quarterback for the right? We have so many questions of what's gonna happen with, with the entire Lions offense. Like, is he just kind of like a an easy peasy buy at that point? Just like ah, he's probably going to be good, so like let's just keep it, keep it nice. I I don't know. I think he's one of those players that that makes me question ADP more than just about any other player ever. Yeah, a hundred percent. And me and Ryan were both big on uh, Amon Ra last year. You know, because everybody's like, oh, he had six or seven games at the end of the season where he was really good. But, you know, Swift was injured and Hawkinson was injured and they didn't have anybody else. And me and Ryan just kept kind of screaming from the top of the rooftops that, you know, the defense knew that he was the only player and he was still doing that. So we we, we were buying into Amon Ra last year. Obviously, he's jumped tremendously in, in ADP. Uh, I think he's like in that wide receiver five or six ish range uh, for dynasty rankings right now. Uh, he's he's definitely jumped quite a bit in value from like a fifth round pick all the way up to probably a, a late first early second round pick uh so yeah he's definitely one that i'm i'm I, i'm glad that i bought him last year because his price has gotten really expensive <coughs> ryan has, has alman Ra gotten too rich for your blood or are you still buying at his current price dude i love alman Ra. like he's good like i'm still gonna end up with him on my team he's a target monster i love jameson williams but i don't think their game takes away from each other so but that offense is only gonna get better with another year together yeah, I agree. I think Jameson Williams helps the Amon Ra not, not hurts. I think it opens up the middle of the field a little bit more. And the fact that they don't have Hawkinson anymore clogging that middle also helps as well. Uh, let's do uh, let's do one more guy who lost value. Uh, we'll go to you first, uh, Ryan. Uh, I don't get one who dropped. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, what, yeah one who gained value. Go, we'll go to you first. Um, Chris Godwin. I don't understand why he gained value when they lost Tom Brady and this offense is uh, 
just looking like a shit show. We don't know who's going to be there. So that really scares me. So I don't understand why he went up. It, it makes no sense. And I'm kind of hot on him. Yeah, I, I'm with you as well. I, I saw that and I was kind of like, why Why did his value oh, go up? I'm shutting that door behind me. Okay, all right. No problem. <laughs> Got some background noise. Uh, yeah, 100% great with, with Godwin as well. No, no Brady. We have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, I don't think the quarterback is on the team currently. So will they draft one? Will they get one in free agency? We don't actually know that as of yet. Uh, what is your thought on, on Godwin? going to be? Yeah. Like, who, who would go there that would actually help his value, too? Like, you know, what quarterback is going to help is his value? Der- is Derek Carr your best option? Yeah, that's, yeah, not not loving that. What about you, Kane? That's what that Kyle Trask on? slander. <laughs> yes. Please, please tell me you're not a Kyle Trask supporter. He's, he's not the quarterback there, is he? No, so I'm not a Florida fan. So I think that's the easy part, right? Uh, I think Florida fan would say that, that Kyle Trask is is the starter. But... No, I, I think that's a fair point. Like, how can Chris Godwin go up? And to Ryan's first point, when we were talking about kind of players that had gone down, we discount injuries so much, right? And, I, and, and not that it's necessarily anything to do with who the quarterback is going to be, but I think that has a lot to say about what we did with injuries the first time around when he got injured. And then it started to rise with like, oh, crap, like he's actually still good at football. Right. Like that, that goes back to Ryan's point of like, we discount injuries to the point so badly that anyone becomes a buy in dynasty Yep, because they got hurt. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so my guy that's, uh, that's who gained value from last year is in a similar mold, not quite as, uh, as, as drastic as Godwin, but, uh, we don't know who his quarterback's going to be going into the season. Uh, and that's Michael Pittman. He, he jumped about a round, round and a half, uh, in ADP. We have no idea who the quarterback's going to be there. We assume that they're going to draft a rookie quarterback. Does that actually help Michael Pittman? Probably not. Uh, do they go out and get a veteran? I don't think so. They've gone that route multiple times, and it has not worked out for them. So Michael Pittman's value being up right now, I think, until we know the situation with the quarterback there, I don't know if I'm buying any of my Michael Pittman shares uh, in any kind of startup right now. It has current ADP as a, as a late third-round pick. It's just a little bit too rich for my blood. Kane, you kind of made a face there of Michael Pittman. What are your thoughts on Pittman? Uh, so I'm a known Michael Pittman hater. Like, so that that's something you have to know about me, right? Just right off the rip, I'm just going to tear off that Band-Aid. I think he has been going too high in ADP for multiple years, right? N- not because of – and here's the problem, right? We're, we look at sometimes it's overall uh, position at the end of the year, right? The overall point scored. And I think week to week, he is not the person that we want to draft as that almost late wide receiver one, early wide receiver two, right? If I'm going there, give me the consistent 14 point per game rather than Michael Pittman all of a sudden going like 22 points and then six yep, and then like 23. Because here, here's the problem, right? My opponent is is already drafting, right, the the high risk wide receiver three. Right. So the, the high risk, high risk wide receiver three is already scoring as much as Michael Pittman in those spike weeks. Yeah. 100%. Right. So like to me, that's not necessarily the place that I want to go. A wide receiver two. If we're going to zero RB wide receiver two, we're going late RBs hoping that they hit Michael Pittman as wide receiver two totally makes sense. Right. But 
for him to be the wide receiver one, his consistency is not there yet, especially when you add in entire quarterback questions again, again. for now the third year in a row. That's not something that I want to take a shot on as being my kind of main wide receiver on my fantasy team. Agreed. Ryan, are you still in the same boat with Pittman there? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, you know he's in the same boat. He just doesn't want to say him right. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, Ryan loves Michael Pittman, or he did at least last I, I love offseason. Michael Pittman. I, I, I love the idea of Michael Pittman. Yeah. Either way, it, it hurts, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go around one more time, and you can pick uh, either a guy who lost or gained value. Pick whichever one you want to talk about. We'll go to you first, Ryan. Uh, being that Ken called me about to talk about a Steeler player, I'm going to talk about a Ravens player. And yeah, J.K. JK Dobbins. He's dropped significantly. He had 520 yards in his last eight games, and he never had seven more than 17 attempts a game. Uh, complained about it. They just hired a new offensive coordinator from Georgia who had a prolific rushing attack and should really help that and hopefully not be a moron and take their best play, one of their best playmakers off the field. A full season of him with that crazy efficiency ha- he has, he's really good. I mean, it all goes out the window if Lamar's gone, but... Right, dude. Right now, him dropping like that, it makes no sense. When he came out on fire, end of the year, so strongly. Yep, absolutely. He looked he looked really good after he went out the second time. He you know he was out for the beginning and then he came back. Yep, didn't look right. Then he went out and then he came back and he looked amazing at the end there. So yeah, there's no yeah, reason. I can't. Why. I could, I'm pretty sure he was the leading rusher from week 13. I just can't find the stat anywhere. To, I couldn't figure out how to search it. That's why I was like concentrate so intently but i'm like 90 percent sure he was either there like top three yeah like he was on fire that in the air absolutely because i know i used him a lot in dfs because when he came back he was super cheap and i just knew that they were gonna give him the ball and they did and he was, he was they awesome. didn't give him the ball enough 17 carries is his most yep and he still killed it absolutely can give us one more guy i just want to quick say it's gonna be funny that he just talks about uh J.K. Dobbins when they're about to draft Bijan Robinson. Dude, they draft Bijan Robinson. I'm gonna be so mad. Like, are you just trying to trigger me right now, I, buddy? I we've saw... been friends for too long. I know how to make you angry so easily. Who? Oh God, I can't remember whose mock draft I saw. Oh, PFS mock draft had that today, and it had me so mad. Uh, as did like, uh, it's Mel Kiper. So, it's so redundant, huh? Yeah, as did Mel Kiper. If it's not a wide receiver, a corner, they can kick rocks. I'm the full pilot. <laughs> good stuff okay so actually talking about a player that moved in value other than <laughs> Bijan Robinson when he goes to Baltimore um, I'm going to talk about a player that I don't think has fallen enough which I think is a weird statement um, but let's go to the like Washington Commanders it's not a Baltimore Raven unfortunately uh, let's go to uh, Washington Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin I don't think, especially in redraft, right? I don't think he's fallen enough. Like, when his consistency is okay, his spike weeks aren't that good, do you really want him as your wide receiver too? Like, I don't. I would rather someone else have him on their team and then I just beat them. Right. <laughs> playing just about any streaming wide receiver. Yep. Right? Like, that's, that's the problem. I think... When you don't have a quarterback, and like even if we move to dynasty, right? Like when we move to dynasty, Terry McLaurin is just at this point, he's what, 26, 27 years old. Like 
he's already at the point where he's on that decline in in value in dynasty value but he's not even putting up the points that you would want to see in a dynasty wide receiver to have a value that continues to hold that's the problem and not only and like you can say whatever you want about Jahan Dotson but like I don't even think he's a good enough spot with a because they still don't have a quarterback and you're splitting right you're splitting touches between the two best wide receivers on that team which for any other team would they be a wide receiver one or two I don't know but like you don't have a quarterback it's just all downhill for the fantasy points and like it's just not worth drafting T Higgins where you're going to draft him just don't do it yeah you mean Terry McLaurin Terry McLaurin yeah excuse me sorry yeah draft T Higgins everywhere yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Terry McLaurin just don't draft like there's just no point where drafting Terry McLaurin is actually a good idea for your fantasy yeah. team I, in I, redraft I sold, or I sold, dynasty I sold every share I had of this last offseason before good. this season and I'm not upset about it yeah nope good Good for you. Like, I would take a sniff of fresh air over having Terry McLaurin on my team half the time. You know what I mean? Especially in that zombie apocalypse that Jeff started. Exactly. Yeah. I should have draft, drafted fresh air. <laughs> yeah, you, you should have drafted in the zombie apocalypse. Terry McLaurin is cannon fodder. <laughs> but that's only good for, like, I don't know, what, three targets a game? So... All right, I'm going to go with uh, one last receiver uh, who's lost value that I don't quite understand. Um, he's still a top receiver, and that's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, the you know, Geno Smith is going to resign. I think we all kind of agree that he's going to he's going to be be there in Seattle again. He was good enough to to maintain DK Metcalf's value. I don't know why he's dropping in ADP. I still have him. I think as a top uh, top four, top five receiver in Dynasty currently. Uh, he's a beast, you know, as a 49er fan, I've seen him twice a year, uh, and he kills us every time. I just don't see how, how DK Metcalf is, is dropping in ADP. Uh, and I want to get your opinions on this guy, uh, Kings. I know you, you obviously, you know, scouted this guy long before he became into the NFL, but what are your thoughts on Metcalf, uh, with Geno Smith? So first I want to say my scouting of DK Metcalf was wrong, right? And we're going to start there. <laughs> All right. Fair. Um, but here, here's my question for you guys, right? You know, I love trading. Trading is the best part of fantasy football to me. 100%. Yeah. Are we at the point where DK Metcalf would be wider, like uh, knowing his age, right? And that we only get another contract probably with, with good dynasty value. So let's say top four in, in dynasty, right? We go running back, quarterback, quarterback, running back. Let's say Jameer Gibbs go four. 104 in, in rookie drafts, right? Are we taking whoever, whichever wide receiver one we have in this class, or are we taking DK Metcalf? Metcalf. Like, if you could trade 105 straight up. I'm taking Metcalf. Yep, I think I'm on the Metcalf side of things, too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you guys, right? Like, that, that's the question. We're, we're at this point where, like, DK Metcalf has fallen to a point where, like, he's, he's going to be worth to some people a mid-first-round pick. Yeah. because of the up and down production. Uh, but DK Metcalf helped us win some fantasy football, not necessarily fantasy football leagues, but helped us win certain weeks in fantasy yeah. football. Absolutely. And that's important to me, yeah. right? It's more important that I make the playoffs. Like we know skill makes the playoffs. We know that luck wins the championship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Um, so give me DK Metcalf over the 105. But like, we're going to see trades where it's DK Metcalf or JSN or Jordan Addison. Uh, so just get ready. You're going to have your opportunity soon, especially after the uh, combine. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good call. You put names to it like that really kind of brings to light, you know, where how far Metcalf has fallen here and, and what you can get for him right it, now if you're a savvy owner. It's insane. Like, I like I should be try, trying to trade for him right now. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I'd offer that. If I had the one at five, I would offer that for him as we're podcasting. Absolutely. Absolutely would. If- if you don't have the 105, let's say just just for people like obviously people that listen to this podcast are have have dynasty picks that are in the playoff range, right? Obviously, obviously we know that. Obviously, we course. all know that. Um, so let's say let's say you happen to be on the bad luck of things, right? You're at 107, 108, something like that. Throw your 107, 108 paired with your second round pick. Throw that for DK Metcalf. Yeah. Right. Try it. If if it doesn't get it done, throw I don't know, your one oh eight and throw your wide receiver two or three for DK Metcalf. Like try a few different ways to get an upgrade at that position. Yeah. Um, because I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am all in on DK Metcalf and uh just to just to kind of uh pump my uh, horn a little bit i was actually right on dk metcalf i was scouting him uh to actually i had admitted my number one receiver that year until i got talked out of it and put nikhil harry ahead of him but uh started off with him as my number one receiver so uh, i love dk metcalf all right let's do uh let's do some rookie stuff we'll do a, a two round uh super flex uh tight end premium uh rookie mock let me pull up the draft board here uh, so we can kind of see what's going on. Let me go ahead and hit the drop. This looks like six rounds. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. Yes, Ryan, it, you, it, is, it is six <laughs> rounds. but it's I know. Only, I, just, I just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know why it's like that. Yeah, it's only four teams. Uh, we'll, we'll have sleeper draft for the uh, the 103 pick. Uh, I have the 101. Foss, you have the 102. Uh, and Kane, you got the 104. And uh, oh, yeah. since I haven't scouted as much as y'all when I do my draft pick, I'm going to let y'all talk about the guys a little bit. Because uh, me and Kane kind of got into it on Twitter that I wasn't excited about this draft class. And he kind of uh, he kind of went to town on me. So <laughs> I'm going to let him. Hey, we'll talk get about- there. Yes, we will. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the start button here. And my first pick is pretty easy. I'm going with Bijan Robinson. Um, there's not much to say about him. Obviously, he's the Coward. best player in, by far in this draft. So, um, yeah. So it's an easy pick there for me. Kane, just quick question about Bijan because we don't have to get too deep into him. Yeah. Where do you have him over the next in like compared to the last two to three draft class? Uh, Bijan Robinson won. Okay. When's the last time he you is got him back the, higher like, than him? Especially if we just talk about just running backs, right? Bijan Robinson, not only five-star recruit coming into college. Like, we haven't seen a running back like Bijan since Saquon. That, right, like, that was where I wanted you. Yep. That's yeah. what I wanted you to get. That's why I wanted yeah, to see like, what you felt like. I, I would, so here's the question, right? And you're, you're going to hear this a lot. Would you rather have Saquon or Bijan? I'd rather have Saquon just because of the pure athleticism. But, like, don't get me wrong. Bijan is going to test off the charts for a guy that's 220 pounds. Yeah. Like, Absolutely he's fine. that big. He's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the guy that definitely, uh, 
you know, when I'm doing my film study with limited that I do, he's the one that jumped off the page. You know, he's the he's the 101, the 102, and the 103 at this point, at least for you know, in in, in one quarterback league. I know in quarterback yeah. in superflex leagues a little bit different, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely far and away the tier number one in this in this draft class. All right, Ryan, you got the 102 here. Hmm. So Ryan takes uh, Bryce Young, and then Sleeper takes the uh, uh, CJ I am Stroud. Bryce Young, I know. Fancy. Huh? Go ahead. And I'm gone. I said I like his rushing ability for fantasy football. I little concerned about that height thing, but you know what, dude? He's so good. He's clean. He plays smart football. There's just so much to like. I, I, I'm a big fan of his game. I feel really comfortable with him there. Yeah, so he's your he's your QB one in fantasy. Is he your QB one uh, in in the real NFL draft as well? Yeah, I, I they're close, but I just think I love his game. Just in general, I think he does everything well. I don't. There's not really many holes. Good stuff. All right, so Sleeper takes the 103. Uh, King, if you can give us a quick little rundown on what you think of CJ Stroud here at the 103. So anyone that's listened to the podcast knows we don't just say CJ Stroud. We have to say his full name for the full respect of CJ. That's Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. <laughs> and that has that has so much more like pop. That Genesis. That made plot. me want to take like, that made me want to take him over Bryce Young right there. <laughs> like <laughs> that name paired with the castle I took earlier, just incredible. You know what I mean? Like we love that. But but CJ Stroud really really good player can really make just about any throw on the field i think if you're gonna try and understand the difference between the ohio state offense and the alabama offense is that the alabama offense is mostly script a lot more scripted than the ohio state offense right ohio state offense has a lot more choice routes made by the wide receivers which takes uh a, not necessarily like more iq by the quarterback but it does take a, a better understanding of the defense um for for a quarterback so personally i have cj stroud or excuse me coleridge bernard stroud the fourth above bryce young um but both i i don't think you can go wrong at o two or o three in this draft to be honest with you you're gonna get a really good player either way and the kicker is you're probably gonna get a qb that's sitting probably i don't know 12 13 14 something like that in overall dynasty landscape nice which i think is important absolutely good good stuff all right, Ken, you're up at the 104 here. Who are you going with? Uh, so I, I took 104 because I wanted someone to fall to me. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't happen. Um, I thought it'd be a talking point. Uh, it, it wasn't. Um, so now I'm trying to make the decision between um, my top quarterback, my top wide receiver, my top running back. And with the current available talent, um, I think the wide receivers are a tier. There's a chance I can get them at my next pick. One of them at my next pick. I have three in the same tier. Um, I have a quarterback by themselves and I have a running back that's by themselves. But um, in that next tier for me is just three wide receivers and a quarterback um, and just one running back. So I'm going to take the running back because I don't have another <laughs> running back kind of later on in that tier. Uh, I, I would rather if I have the choice to take any one of the three wide receivers at my next pick. Like, I'm just going to do that, right? Like, but I, I don't have a running back that's necessarily on that tier for me. Um, so I'm just going to take the guy that's just a tad ahead of the rest of the guys. To me, that's Jameer Gibbs. Um, 
He's the running back at Alabama, originally started out at Georgia Tech. Now, Jameer Gibbs, you're going to get a lot of hate, right? We don't know what size he's going to weigh in. We're hoping around 200, 205. But if you get me in a pure outside zone scheme, Jameer Gibbs is going to excel um, so much, right? Think, think almost like um, what if someone drafted Arian Foster early in the NFL draft? Right. Right. That's, that's the skill set of Jameer Gibbs, right? The foot in the ground, go north and south. Um, that's the skill set of Jameer Gibbs. Super, super powerful for a 200-pound running back. Um, can really carry people. Can catch really, really well. Best, um, well, one of the best uh, pass-catching running backs in this class. Nice. Yeah, that's it's good. And that's something I that, noticed, too. When I, yeah, when I was watching him on film, but you're right. Like he, he doesn't back down from contact. He, he basically nope. squared up some linebackers. He squared up some, some uh, safeties. Uh, he's not afraid to run over you. So that's a, that's a good, good thing about Jameer Gibbs there. Yeah. All right. So I'm up on the, on the clock at the moment. And I, I've mentioned a few times that I'm, I'm not a big fan of this draft. And this is kind of where I sort of not sure where I want to go. Um, I do think receiver is is where it needs to be. It's probably, uh, at least for consensus between two of them, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and, uh, and, and Addison. Uh, but I think I will go with uh, Jackson Smith and Big Jigba just because I want to hear Kane's thoughts on him, and he needs to convince me that he's going to be what everyone thinks he's going to be because I didn't see it. Okay, so uh, a very fair question. Just want to say that right off the rip, Jeff. Like, a v- very qu- fair questions. Here's, here's the thing, right? We, we know we didn't see a lot of JSN th- this past year, right? Um, obviously, the injury kind of hampered him. But if we date back to 2020, or excuse me, 2021, he outperformed Olave and Wilson in the same offensive scheme, right? And and I I'm gonna just assume your trepidation real quick. Feel free to just give me a nod if you think I'm right. Um, why would I draft a slot wide receiver this early? 100%. Yeah, yeah, I I totally get it. Um, but here here's one of the things. So JSN can both work in slot and work inside at the Y, or excuse me, work outside of the Y wide receiver. And and so what one of the nice things about JSN is when we kind of look uh, kind of college to NFL, what is the best spot for for wide receivers that that really put that really do their best work in space slot right and and that is that is that slot that y wide receiver kind of kind of format right it's not an x wide receiver x wide receivers against the best cornerback really has to be a, a a precision route runner and has to work um really cleanly with tight coverage JSN, if you can get him off coverage, he is going to find the soft spot in every single zone in any defense ever. And you add the speed, he's probably going to run, I don't know, kind of late four fours, early four fives. You add that all together with like just the high IQ of a player that has constantly been running wide receiver options. (laughs) To me, that that's a really, really easy pick uh, with JSN at, at the one Oh five. I would have only gone one other way, and to be honest, it wouldn't have been another wide receiver. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to ask you if you would go with uh, JSN there or Addison, but I'm guessing you would have gone JSN then. Yep. Um, or, or a quarterback. Those would have been the two options for me. Gotcha. All right, Ryan, you're up here at the uh, 202. I just want to bring up one thing about the slot wide receiver. Uh, you brought this guy up earlier. This is not a comparison. I'm just saying this is not a comparison before I get mad. <laughs> But what 
position, wide receiver position, the, the wide receiver who won the triple crown receiving two years ago, Cooper Cup play. Yes. The slot. Yep. You can produce very, very, very well out of that. So let's stop. Um, yeah, I think Jordan Addison next. Uh, he brings explosive playmaking. He's a great route runner. I think you can play him anywhere. I'm a really big fan of this game. I was a little bit worried about his size at first, but today's NFL, long, he's still tall enough, and even if he's light, he's not going to get bullied that much. They don't allow it. He'll have room and space, and he's just a playmaker. Yeah, that's the one I would have. I was kind of deciding between there, so I, I'll let uh, I'll let Kane chime in here too. But then the sleeper pick uh, took Quentin Johnston, who uh, who's the the big receiver in this draft. Uh, I think six foot four. I think is what he is. So uh, quickly, Kane, give us your thoughts on on both these two guys that just got picked. So Jordan Addison, I don't think there's a safer prospect outside of the first three picks in a dynasty draft other than Jordan Addison, right? Like if we watch his film, we can see it at Pitt. We can see it at USC. He is incredible, right? But, but safe, right? He's not going to necessarily beat anyone with speed. He's not going to beat them over the top. He's not going to beat them with the contested catchability, right? He's going to beat them with really good route running and with technical ability um, and, and beating soft zone coverage, right? Uh, so he's super, super safe, but he, this is the fun part of these three wide receivers, right? JSN, Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston is that pure X wide receiver, that over-the-top receiver, super, super fast, can take a screen for 70, or he can just beat you for 70 over the top, right? Um, Jordan Addison is going to kind of work a little bit more over the middle. He's going to work some more slants, some more curls, things like that. JSN is going to be just anything from that slot position or that wide position, um, kind of working back towards the quarterback. Not he can win deep, but he's not. That's not necessarily his game plan. Um, so three completely different wide receivers out of the three. Johnston is probably the highest ceiling, but also the probably the highest bust percentage. Right. I think we can I probably all that. be aware of that. Uh, Jordan Addison, the safest wide receiver out of the three. Uh, because he's probably just going to be a low end wide receiver too for like eight years, and, and that's like, fine. and do I want that for my fantasy team, Ryan? A hundred percent. Yeah, I love players like that. One, they're always undervalued, and two, I feel good about playing it. Yep. Yeah, but but to me, I'm I'm going to try to shoot the ceiling a little bit more, and so that's where my next pick comes in here. Um, I whether whatever you want to say about Will Levis. Right, whatever you want to say about him, he's still a quarterback that's going to be be drafted in the top ten pick. Right, like if he gets the chance to hit, he is worth more than JSN, worth more than Addison, worth more than Johnston. And when you play a value game in Dynasty, like I do, um, Will Levis is closer to your one hundred four, one hundred five than he is kind of your one hundred eight position. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a pick that I thought you would go there. I wasn't sure which quarterback you were going to go with, but uh, I've seen him creep up drafts. I think early on in the in the process, he was uh, a late first, but he's definitely climbed up. You know, a little bit higher. I see him go as, as high as as one hundred five, one hundred six in some drafts. So, um, yeah. so that's a great pick there. All right, so I'm up at the uh, the three hundred one here. Um, I already have B. John Robinson, the RB one. I have uh, JSN, the wide receiver one. So I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, the tight end one here. Uh, it's probably a little soon, but I do like this guy. Um, 
he's uh, not quite on the level of prospect as as a, as a Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think he falls more into that sort of uh, Jason Witten type uh, tight end where he can he can get in line and still block, uh, but he can get out in in the space and ke- make make plenty of catches as well. And the good thing about him that I like because he can block is he won't come off the field in his rookie season or second year. He'll be on there in those short yardage plays where they could, you know, uh, fake the handoff and then he can sneak out of the backfield for for a touchdown, something like that. So uh, I'm curious to your thoughts on on Mayer, uh, Kane. Uh, like to me, he's this, he's the safest tight end prospect, right? He's not going to be the biggest, not going to be the fastest, but you're hundred percent right. He's going to be on the field every play. Um, he was good in high school. He was good in college. There's not a single play in which you question his ability. And I think that's important, right? Never do you question his drive. You question his ability. You question anything about his talent. Um, he's a very safe prospect. And to me, you have hit the uh, top nine picks in this draft. Nice. Uh, I mean, what you thought was mentioned like him and Pitts. Um, obviously, like he's not that explosive athlete like Pitts is. But if you look at the top tight end landscape year to year, what kind of tight ends are the ones that are putting up the best fantasy numbers consistently? Ones who block, who stay on the field, not these ones who are just jumbo wide receivers. Yep. You see a lot more inconsistency with them than guys. Obviously, it's not like them, like Kelsey and Kittle, but they're never off the field, so they're always producing. Yep. Right. Like, so this is when you're just going to get a slight pushback from me, Ryan. Like, yes, blocking is important. No, I'm just but, saying right, the ability to be on the field is what 100%. keeps them, that keeps them more volatile. So, so I'm with you in, in that regard, right? But um, at some point, you do need to either take that next step. And that next step normally doesn't happen as, as kind of your rookie year, especially as a blocking right. tight end right. or, 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 or a tight end that is better at blocking, like your Andrews, like your Kelsey, right? It didn't happen year one. It happened for Andrews kind of late year one, kind of early year two. That's where those things kind of started to progress. Um, so I just don't want people to like draft mayor and be like, this is my wide or this is my tight end one rookie year. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't say that. I didn't think that and at all. That that's all. It's not. It's almost like just slight pushback. But like Michael Mayer, more than likely, probably isn't going to produce as a rookie tight end because that just doesn't happen. Right. Never happens. Yeah. Like Pitts was an anomaly, and then we saw the inconsistency that she even that team's a mess. Right. It's still. Yep. I feel like I've hit the hard point in the draft. No, nah, there's like the, one more pick. <laughs> I, and I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be different than what you think it's gonna be. Because I, I feel like I'm huh? I really? Because <laughs> uh, I'm swinging for fences. I love Jalen. That's Hyatt. wild. <laughs> I know. I'm. I like to play safe a lot, but his landing spot's super important to me. Absolutely, but he's just such an explosive. Huh? Absolutely, he's landing he's spot. Such an, he it's it's a huge boom bust, but like he's so explosive. If he can get with a quarterback who can throw the deep ball, it could be huge. Like the thought of him with like a Herbert or something like that, it's just so enticing to me. And I think his ceiling is as high as anybody's. He's he's one of the players that I that I've done some good scouting on. I actually wrote him up in my rookie prospects and 
he was one of the players that I watched that, you know, again, I don't watch college football, like literally at all until after the season is over with. <laughs> um, so I see these guys sort of with a with a blank mind, no, no sort of preconceived notion about these guys. But at least from what I watched of him, he jumped out at me. He seemed like he was the most athletic player on the field at any given time. And, you know, it, maybe that was just the small sometimes that I looked at. Uh, but he always seemed to be, you know, wide open. He seemed to be running the correct routes. He seems to, and and Kane, I know you said that was a crazy pick there. So I'm curious to what your thoughts on Hyatt is. Like Hyatt is drafting that pick, kind of shooting for the moon, right? It is, and I I completely embraced that at that point of the draft. But if you're shooting for the moon, there's one pick that still hasn't been picked. That is truly shooting for the moon, right? Like if you're gonna shoot, shoot all the way. Right? Hopefully you land in the stars. Hopefully. <laughs> right? Isn't that the phrase? Shoot for the moon. Hopefully you land in the stars. Yep. Even if you miss, you're still among stars. I, I think I thought it was <laughs> yeah. the other way around. No, I think it's shoot, shoot for the stars, shoot, land on the moon. No, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you're still among stars. That's the saying there. Yeah. And like, a Hyatt's fine. But I, I don't necessarily see him as a first round pick in rookie drafts. All right, and then the next pick there, uh, and I can't, I can't pronounce his name yet, so I'll let you pronounce his name, Kane, and give me your thoughts on him. And so that's Zach Charbonnet, the running back out of UCLA. Um, you're going to get a good-sized player um, that can catch some passes uh, that has decent size and speed out of the backfield, but you're getting an average athlete. Right. I, so that, that's what you're going to see pushback from a lot of people. And I'm going to, um, one of my really good friends, Matt Hicks, you're going to see a lot of love for Zach. God, Charbonnet. he, God, he loves Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> I, I um, hear about him every day in our chat. I swear to God. But Zach Charbonnet is just an average athlete. Right. A lot of people assume Zach Charbonnet with his size and speed makes that makes him an exceptional athlete in that regard. And it doesn't. Um, he's a fine player and an, like he's a solid player and an average athlete um, because when you're a solid athlete among college players, you're only an average athlete among NFL players Yeah, because we're already taking the top one or 2% of college players and putting them in the NFL. Right. right. Um, so that to me, he's just an average, an average athlete. And that's, what's going to hurt him in the long run. Good stuff. All right, uh, Kane, you're up at the 304 here. What you got? Uh, so 304 or 112, a super easy pick. It's Anthony Richardson. Like, if, if you're going to shoot for the moon like Ryan is, go all the way up, baby. And that's Anthony that's Richardson. Um, he's probably going to be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. He's probably going to go in the early second round. Someone's going to fall in love with the guy that can be, I don't know, 240 pounds, 6'4", throw a 70-yard pass and run a 4-4, right? Someone's going to fall in love with that. And yes, I know he needs a ton of work passing the ball. I get that. But that's something you can teach. The one thing you can't teach uh, to a guy like Zach Charbonnet is athleticism. Yeah, good call. Anthony Richardson has that. He might be the most athletic person in this entire draft. Nice. Good stuff. Um, So, like... He's going to rise up boards, and if I get him, uh, if even in the second round, I'm taking him at the 112 because I'm not missing up the chance 
to draft the guy that that really could be the next Jalen Hurts. And right. take obviously he need to take a huge step forward passing. I get that. But Jalen Hurts set a few years in the NFL to be able to take multiple steps forward. Um, if Anthony Richardson is with the right quarterback coach, the right offensive coordinator, he could take those steps forward as well. Good stuff. All right, so I'm up, uh, which on our screen is the 401, but it's actually the 201 <laughs> in a 12-man league. And I was excited to get this guy as low as I did because we're getting to the point in the draft where I haven't scouted a lot of these guys, but this is one that I did look at. Uh, and the thing that jumped out to me on this guy was his contested catch ability. Uh, just watching him, not knowing how tall he was or how small he was, I thought he was a much bigger receiver. And I found out he was five foot ten, one seventy five, and that's Josh Downs. It seemed like every highlight I watched of him, he was he was Randy Moss and somebody uh, at his height. I mean, he he attacks the ball at the high point. He seen like he plays much bigger than he actually is. Now, would that translate to the NFL? Obviously, bigger cornerbacks, uh, you know, a lot stronger, better technique. Uh, but just from pure athleticism and the ability to high point the ball, I just he kind of jumped out at me. Uh, and I'm curious to your thoughts on this one, Kane. I think there's a more real situation where he goes inside, plays slot. Absolutely. Uh, continues at to compete at 5'10", right? Like, and I don't think anyone's going to argue that point. I think uh, Josh Downs, really, really solid wide receiver. Um, high side dynasty value, like, High side, probably low end wide receiver too. Kind of right, like, and that feels yeah. okay. Yeah, you're drafting at the two hundred one. If that's high side, you get some wide receiver three numbers. We're at the point, the three of us, right? Where when we're playing in dynasty leagues, we're drafting. I don't know, start twelves, start elevens in <laughs> dynasty, right? Like, Josh Downs is gonna find a place to start on my fantasy team. If he's a wide receiver three hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's a really, really solid pick. Good stuff. Ryan, I think, where he's, you going? A, I think it, I think he's a nice floor there. That wide receiver. Th- I think the wide receiver three. Yeah. Could be nice floor. Like I agree. Yeah. I have him listed as slot receiver, ceiling wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Like he's good at getting open. Yeah. And I think he'd be a volume guy. Good stuff. Um, I had, sorry, I closed the actual app. Um, I am, <laughs> I think it's Zach Evans here. I didn't put it up there. I think he's really solid back. I think he does. He's very good at falling blocks. He has nice acceleration. He runs through arm tackles. He's a little light. And I think he is like, it feels like a stupid thing to say, but I feel like he runs too hard for his weight sometimes. And like, you see running backs who do that sometimes burn out in the league uh, in the long run. But I think he can be a solid RB too. And I think he's good enough at everything to have decent potential. I like it. So uh, Ryan takes Evans and followed up by by Butte. Uh, Kane, I'm going to get your thoughts on, on Zach Evans quickly and then uh, a little bit on Butte as well. So Zach Evans, pretty solid running back. Uh, worth noting, if you're, just, if you're just stat watching, he was hurt this year. Right? So like, I just want to preface that if you're just looking at stats, you're like, ah, this guy, Quinchon Judkins, as a true freshman, I've produced him. Well, Zach Evans was hurt, and he was hurt for most of the year. So, like, just want to preface that. I like Zach Evans. Uh, he won what we call our Knucklehead Award uh, for incoming freshmen in college. Um, he had a lot of knuckleheadedness uh, trying to figure <laughs> out schools, things like that. Uh, but figured it out at TCU, then, then he gets uh, suspended at TCU um, for a half. 
and then plays pretty well at TCU, goes to Ole Miss when he's playing pretty, pretty solid running back. Um, coming out of high school, he was actually comped to Adrian Peterson. Wow. Uh, so a really, really hard-nosed running back. Uh, doesn't run with as much, like, veracity as Adrian Peterson did. Like, he, Adrian, AP was a different person. And he was also huge. Yeah. yeah. Like was- um, but, like, I can understand where they try to comp him to that, saying, like, oh, Zach Evans is also going to run really, really hard. And he does. And, like, you mentioned it, Ryan. He almost runs bigger than what he is. That's scary, uh, man. Like, 100%. But Devo- he's been doing Devonta- it for, I don't know, 20 years. Like, that killed Devonta Freeman, for example. Like, he came out, he ran really hard for being a small guy, low 200 back, and he just got the shit kicked out of him. But you're not going to get Zach Evans to way below 200. Well, no. No. I'm just saying, like, for somebody who ran bigger than their size. Sure. I think the 195 skill set of Devonta Freeman. Right. Did him in a little faster. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but Keishan Butte or Mr. Booty, if you're nasty, uh, solid wide receiver. Um, played with a quarterback that only wanted to run the ball, not pass it, and LSU his final season. Um, look what he did his freshman year. Uh, made Terrace Marshall the wide receiver, too. Um, I know people forget who Terrace Marshall is, <laughs> yes. uh, but he got second-round draft capital, if you're wondering. Um, like he's solid. Like Terrace Marshall got he was a second round rookie pick, right? Like in in just about every draft. Yep. Cation Booty's better. Good stuff. All right, you're up what at the. What are we at? The is this the two o four? Is that what the I'm trying to figure? Out yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of strategy here. This is actually who I have as my RB four, but I'm gonna take Devon A Chain. Uh, the running back out of Texas A&M. Now, a lot of people are going to say, ah, he's undersized. And 100%, I don't disagree with you. But he he might be as good a zone runner as Jameer Gibbs is. Um, also, Devon A-Chain might be one of the fastest running backs in the 40-yard dash that you probably see this year. Um, I, don't, I don't have it on me, but I think he was clocked at, what, uh, uh, 10.12? 100 yard dash wow that's fast uh, and for people that like don't follow 100 yard dashes uh that's incredible yeah that's incredible. Uh, yeah, and that's yes like... that was that was wind aided but still like no wind's gonna push you that much yeah exactly <laughs> all right great pick there uh i'm up at what would amount to i think the 205 and as I mentioned, there's a bunch of guys that I have not scouted yet. I've just been doing a lot of mock drafts, so I know the names. Uh, but there is one player on the board that I did scout, and I kind of liked what I saw. Uh, I saw a good route runner uh, separation. And I think I'm going to go here with, uh, with maybe a little bit too soon for this guy, but Zay Flowers is who I'm going with here. I'm curious to your thought on, on Zay Flowers, Kane. Uh, you probably drafted the guy that's going to go up the most in ADP. He's probably going to... So if we look back at where our draft is, uh, he's probably going to replace Zach Charbonnet. Like, you're, you're probably looking at, like, that 111, 112 guy because he's more than likely going to be a top 50 pick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I've, I've actually seen him mocked in the first round, a couple of mocks yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, he's a really, really solid player. Um, can do just about anything on the field. Um, there's just some 
some uh, uh, NFL teams that are truly falling in love with him right now. Um, so I, I wouldn't surprised, be surprised if you kind of see him um, almost like the third wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty good draft capital. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I took him where I did. Yeah, he would have been my pick. Good stuff. All right, Ryan, what you got for your pick here? That was where I was going to go. Um, I'm at this point. I think I'm really, I think I'm higher on this person than most people. I'm playing the draft. I don't care that much. I'm taking Roshan Johnson. I think he was completely overshadowed being behind Bajan. But every time he's on the field, he is fantastic. He has great size. He runs with a ton of power. He has great balance. He has the speed. He gets north south. He was just in a situation with the best running back in past four years, five years, and behind him. I think there's a lot to like there, and I think testing will really help out for somebody who's 225 pounds. Good stuff there. And I, I haven't seen much of him yet, so I'm going to have to go watch him on tape. Uh, but quickly, Shane, give us uh, your thoughts on, on him, and then the next running back that went off the board, Sean Tucker as well. Uh, so I love Rojo. He probably would have been the... Uh other than Tajay Spears, kind of the main rider. That makes, it, that makes, it, that makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, I was so worried Ro- about that pick. <laughs> so Roshan Johnson played well his first day at the Senior Bowl, broke a uh, bone in his hand. Uh, not that you need to be worried for, like, the NFL at all. Like, it's a super easy injury to, to fix. Just needed to sit out, right? Um, Roshan Johnson, uh, like, wouldn't surprise me if he goes anywhere from round two to round four in the NFL draft. Um, but, but I think you're going to see 10 running backs that go anywhere from round two to round four, right? Like that's the wild part of this draft. And uh, Jeff kind of alluded to it, right? Like where are we at with some of these running backs? Right. And, and you and I disagreed on Twitter that the running back class, I think is really, really solid. We just don't know who's going where, right? Come NFL draft time. I think where, where you're kind of looking at these dynasty this this dynasty board like it's going to be a lot more filled in um because when we know draft capital like so many running backs probably 10 12 wow are going to have top three uh top three round draft capital which is wild uh but for sean tucker i don't like him <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, i i think you're going to get a fast player that has terrible vision uh that is more than likely going to be an rb2 on whatever team he sits on um, but I'm a known Sean Tucker hater, so take that however um, you want. I'm not full. I'm only like a dozen or so running backs in right now, and he's my lowest rated. Uh, yeah, um, guys, I've watched. He, right now, he's sitting at 12 for me, and I have one of the guys who you've already drafted, who's probably going to go ahead of him. Who I guarantee I, uh, will. He's my RB seven or eight. Wow, in this I class, just, I don't, I don't like him. He's fine. He's. I think he's going to get good draft capital because of his speed. His vision was so bad. He ran into the Very his lineman. Bad. He kept running into his lineman's back. <laughs> Certainly over did. Over and over and over again. And we've seen good running backs who just fall apart. Guys who we thought were good. And he got high draft capital. Just fall apart in the league because of that. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm going to take a guy who I actually have as RB3 on the class. Uh, so, uh, draft capital, right now he grades out as RB3. Draft capital obviously has a ton to do with it. Um, but I'm going to take the running back out of TCU, and that's Kendra Miller. Wow. 
Um, I think he's really impressive. Um, but it's worth mentioning, like, Bijan and Gibbs are above for me. Anywhere from, like, 3 to, like, 12 is a cluster for me. Like, uh, Kendra Miller grades above some of these guys by, like, 0. .08 in my film grades right so it's very very close like my film grades are from zero to 100 so to grade out above like 0.08 is is really really close to to the next guy which is devon h chain that i took around earlier um kendra miller i think he runs with power uh, i think you're gonna get someone to clock in i don't know 215 ish uh in in size um you're going to get, I don't know, four, 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 five, somewhere speed in there. Like, and he can catch. He's just a really, really solid running back. And I think someone is going to draft him probably round three in, in the NFL draft, but he's going to be a starter for them for about four years. Nice. Um, he's going to end up being that top guy because he just runs so tough for his size. Um, imagine if Jameer Gibbs just weighed like 10, 15 pounds more. And that's what Kendra Miller is already doing. Good stuff. Um, so I, I think he's a really, really solid player. So he's he's currently your RB3? Is that what you said? That is correct. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good stuff. All right. So uh, I'm on the clock, and I'm going to stick with the receivers. I've gone three out of my five picks have been receivers, and I'm going to go receiver once again. Uh, and I'm going to take uh, Rashi Rice uh, here with my last pick. Uh, Kane, I'll let you take this one away. I haven't even watched a whole lot of them. I just watched some highlights, but uh, I did like what I see. What are your thoughts on Rice? Rasheed Rice uh, is about that. Oh, this is just a. I think he's going to be a really, really solid wide receiver two on whatever team he gets put on. Right? Like, is he ever going to have like the overall fantasy impact? That's what I'm worried about. Um, but I think he's a really, really solid player. Like, can do anything on a football field can go deep, can work over the middle, can take screens away, can do slants, curls, anything like that, right? Uh, solid wide receiver in that respect. I just don't know if he has, like, the overall size-speed combo that, like, separates himself. Um, but in the grand aspect, like, just a solid wide receiver, though. Good stuff. Ryan, you got your last pick here. Who are you taking? Uh I'm going to kind of how you described him, who I just think is very solid all around is Cedric Tillman. I feel like he is just average to good of everything, and it'll keep him as a wide receiver two on a team. I think he's fantastic hands, catches the ball well, runs good routes. Other than some some concentration drops, there really wasn't much to dislike about him. Good stuff. I haven't watched him yet, so I make sure to go go check him out. Um, all right, and talk about uh, the tight end two off the board here. Uh, Kincaid, Kane, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, so he's my wide receiver three slash, or excuse me, tight end three slash four. Um, really solid. If we're looking for another, it's almost like Mayor Light. Uh, can block really well. Can do just about whatever you want on the football field. Um, really, really solid player. Uh, probably is going to be a low tight end too, if anything, on the fantasy football field. Right. Um, a good a good player though. Good stuff. So you said he's a, a two or three or a three or four. Is that what you said. Who's your two's your two? Uh, the guy that I'm just about to draft, which is Luke Musgrave. Oh, nice. Uh, 
the uh, tight end out of Oregon State. So I play a lot of uh, tight end premium leagues, and I think as as that continues to rise, I think a lot of your listeners probably spend a lot of time in in those tight end premium leagues, right? Um, Luke Musgrave is going to be a second round pick in all of them. <coughs> I'll go back and watch that senior, some of those senior bowl clips. Like he's dusting tight ends. Uh, he's beating cornerbacks with size, beating safeties with size and speed. Uh, Luke Musgrave is winning in 11 on 11s. He, he can really do it all. Like, I think he's a really, really solid player. He's out of Oregon state. Um, a really, really good player. I, I like him. He's currently my tight end two in this class. Good stuff. All right. That ends our, uh, our two round mock draft there. Um, we ran a little long. We usually try to do an hour, but uh, I think every time we've had Kane on the show, we've gone a little long. That's that's all right, though. We've got some great information. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our last segment here. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Kane. So we've kind of switched this up a little bit since the last time you were on the show. We used to just have you give us your Forgotten Fantasy Player and just talk about him, but we've been doing this for so long that we now try to guess... Uh, who your player is by you giving us some hints. Uh, so go ahead and give us some hints here. Let me and Ryan try to guess this guy. Sure. So this was my fantasy football winner in 2013. Okay. That's your first hint. 2013. Um, originally was drafted as my RB3 in that redraft class. So ov- overall, he was my third RB on my team. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, during that year, he was 26 years old. 26 years old. So he's been in the league for a couple years, obviously, at that point. Uh, that was his fifth year in the league. Uh, for, for the first five years, he was on the same team and then moved to Miami for a very, very poor season. Mm. Went to Miami. I'm not giving you a ton of hints. <laughs> no, you're probably <laughs> not. Right. Um. So he went to Miami in the year after, you're, like the year you're so talking in, about him. As so a- in 2014, he went to Miami. So he had one really good year with this with his team, and then went to Miami. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Was it Nevshaw Moreno? It certainly was. Oh, good Boom! call. Good call. I had I guessed him last week and I was wrong, but we got Nevshaw Moreno this week. Good stuff. Uh so Nevshaw Moreno, his so his 2013 season won me my league, right? So had over a thousand yards, one thousand thirty-eight rushing yards, ten touchdowns, uh, and then added sixty receptions, which is wild to think about if you remember <laughs> Nevshaw Moreno's career, right? 60 receptions for 548 yards and another three touchdowns. You weren't getting that much receiving out of running backs then. No. Yeah. So 1500 over 1500 all purpose yards, 13 touchdowns. And then that was his only good season, right? I mean, after that, he just fell off the map. Yeah. Yeah. So his first year he had 900 yards, which is really good as his rookie season. That was only a nine game started. And then it really kind of fell off for three years. Um, 2013 uh, was just much better. I think you might remember kind of what happened in 2013. 
Nothing. Did somebody get injured before him? Uh, so 2013, that was their uh, most competitive year. They might have gone 13 and three. They might have lost in the Super Bowl to the Seahawks. Oh yeah, yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, so that was their most competitive season. That's when uh, Demarius Thomas went absolutely Bombers. nuclear for yeah. Tennessee football. Yeah, he had a like, huge year. Uh, but no, Sean Moreno single-handedly won me my fantasy nice. football. Oh, yeah, season uh, that that, that kind of, that kind of performance on RB three. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan, that was impressive. He he didn't give a whole lot of hints, and the fact that you got it so quickly that was that was a that was a good pull. I, crazy part is, I almost said it before the Miami thing. I'm like, <laughs> no. I talked myself out of it. I'm like, that's the end. Yeah. Great stuff. All right, Kane, uh, give us uh, that. Well, first of all, thanks for coming on once again, you know, always a wealth of knowledge. We love having you on, especially this time of year. Talk about these rookies, uh, but uh, give my listeners one more time where they can follow you at, where they can find your stuff at. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Debbie underscore Kane. Um, make sure you join the discord. It's wherever you're listening to the Debbie marketplace. Uh, Devin Marketplace is putting out a really fun series right now. We're we're looking forward to the 2024 class because who's doing that? Nobody. Um, we just broke down the 2024 quarterbacks. We got 2024 running backs and wide receivers coming up. And then we're probably going to break down the 25 class, too, just so you know what's on that Debbie horizon. <laughs> nice. Because uh, who else is doing that? Right. Just us. Um, so, so tune in over there. Uh, really, really fun. Uh, we're even, we're putting in as much nonsense as possible. We're the nonsense Kings over there. Um, so, so check that out. We're, we're just having an absolute blast. Also the discord. Um, we, we make things as cheap as possible. Uh, the cheapest we can possibly make that discord was free. Uh, so, so join over there. And then if you, if you're a Debbie person, uh, these are the cheapest Debbie rankings you're going to get for an entire season. Um, you get mine, you get Shane Hallam's, you get Nelly's all for a low, low price of $25 for the entire year, which is nuts. Uh, that includes an analytical, a full analytical database from Nelly. Wow. Uh, which is, has a lot of numbers on it. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> Who knows? He could be making them up. Uh, that's not for me to decide. Um, but, and that includes if you're playing like C2C leagues, like, which is the new new craze that those campus to Canton leagues. Uh, we have a ton of players that you should be drafting over there. And, and we talk about those constantly. Um, those drafts are going to be starting up the next couple of months. So uh, head over, head on over to the discord. We would love to talk your C2C drafts, your Debbie drafts, your dynasty drafts, all those things, especially rookie drafts. Um, and also we have a ton of mock drafts. I know Ryan has hopped in those mock drafts before those mock drafts, like good luck getting a spot. Uh, I know Ryan's tried. They go quick. We <laughs> yeah. do rookie drafts. We do uh, Debbie mock drafts. We do even combined drafts. So like hop in there. There's just drafts constantly going all the time. So just hop in. Uh, absolutely free to do all that stuff. And you get the ADP that goes along with it. So hop in. Uh, just enjoy it. Um, nice. Come talk about football because that's what we care about. Good stuff. I love it. I love it. Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, find me Twitter Fox five three four. Find me here every Wednesday night. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board, uh, bringing down all kinds of rookie stuff. And then me and Jeff will be doing. Well, I guess just me. You're just. I'm just going to be the producer the on that one. <laughs> be, I'll be putting out rookie TikToks. TikTok slash YouTube Shorts. 
TikTok slash YouTube shorts of rookies trying to break them down in one minute. So come listen to me talk really fast about rookies. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. Please check out all of the shows on the Going for Two Live network. We got a bunch of new shows this offseason. Uh, Gladys, if you've seen Gladys on the uh, Monday night show during the season, she's got a new show starting tomorrow called In No Particular Order. Uh, it's basically, it's not even football. It's just a little, a bunch of everything. She's a bartender. She's got some bartending things kind of mixed in there. Some pop culture. I think she's going to draft serial killers tomorrow. So a lot of fun stuff going on. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and uh, other than that, uh, that's all I got. Uh, he's Ryan. He's Kane. I'm Jeff. Uh, we will see you all next week.